Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show and this is the October Thought. It's October which means we're doing a lot of extra episodes. It means you get the orange overlay if you're watching the video and we of course work into a bunch of movies. Um, and one of the films that we're going to do, the one we're doing today, is Scream. Which we will, we will be doing the sequels after October. We'll do that gradually over the next few months but uh, we thought we'd start, start October off because this is October 1st. And we're going mm-hmm. to start this off with Scream. Tim didn't know that because we're recording this early. Tim, Tim had no <laughs> idea this was the one that was going to go up first. But here we are. News yeah, to me. Scream okay. starting off October thaw in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Exciting, but yeah. So uh, we'll start spoiler free as we always do, and we'll give you warning in the middle before spoilers. And this is of course West Craven Scream. It is the the satirical kind of. Um, you know, it's, it's the postmodern slasher movie that kind of rebooted the genre yeah. in the 90s, in 1996. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not even going to give the plot uh, first because I feel like <laughs> I don't need to with this one. So I'm just going to say to Tim, hey, sure, yeah, do you like Scream? Uh, I do. I, I don't think that I necessarily like it as much as, like, other people. Like, I, I think... Especially lately, I feel like there's a little been a little bit of a resurgence. Like I've been seeing a lot of people kind of be like, "Oh man, like, you know, what a masterpiece! One of my favorite horror movies." And uh, I do think it's good, but uh, to me, like, I, I don't really put it as much of a classic. Like, there's some stuff that I don't like about it, and um, there's also some stuff that I mean, this isn't fair to the movie, but it it does remind me of this kind of um, like horror style that really you know prevalent you know the rest of the 90s after this came out so it's which obviously that's not the Mm. movie's fault you know there's like a lot of like imitators and knockoffs and stuff but it's kind of hard to watch it sometimes and not really think of like oh yeah that kind of all came from this but i mean uh, overall though yeah it is definitely like a a great movie but i maybe have like a a few little you know uh, nitpicks here and there yeah that's fair i I think scream is an interesting one for me because it may be one of the first horror movies i saw as a kid, because mm-hmm. this came out in '96, I was seven. I probably saw it when it hit like cable a year later, something like that. So I was eight years mm-hmm. old, and your, your people are home like eight years old watching Scream. What, what are you doing? Your parents are horrible. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, because I wanted to watch horror movies, and I tried Scream, and like obviously at the time, like all the references were lost on me. All all the the things that was mm-hmm. playing up were lost on me. It wasn't until much later mm-hmm. I came back and watched it again in my, my late teens after seeing a lot of classic horror films where I'm like, oh, I kind of get what this is doing now. I get... Because I, I think when I first watched it, it just played straight to me. And it worked well enough, you know, because yeah. I'd never seen mm-hmm. any horror. So it was doing just like, oh, this is a horror movie. This is what a horror movie's like. Yay. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I've got a lot of nostalgia for, for the first Scream. And... Um, Definitely. It, it, like... I think it does some pretty smart things. I do think it's been topped. As, as far as horror satire goes, I feel like The Cabin mm-hmm. in the Woods has ate its lunch now. Oh, yeah. I, I do yeah. prefer Cabin in the Woods mm-hmm. over Stream. But Stream is very good. Um, and mm-hmm. it's very good for a bunch of different reasons. I do, I do have a couple of little issues with it myself. Um, but I do mm-hmm. think it's one of Wes Craven's best movies. Not yeah. the best, but it's, it's pretty high up there. And I. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it would probably be like you know, solid three for me, most likely. Oh, top three, yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah. I, I agree with probably about top three, yeah. I, I think that sounds about right. And, I mean, one of the things I think is, like, really impressive, too, um, 
is you know Wes Craven you know he he's kind of had like a you know like he, he he had like defining horror movies and almost like you know like at least like you know three straight decades because you know like uh the first stuff he did must have come out in the 70s like last house on the left yeah, that was, that was 70s, yeah. those 70s yeah and then obviously like you know nightmare in the 80s and now like you know this especially in the 90s you know it's uh you know it's interesting to see like this creator that's so prevalent yeah in, he, like, he never you know, quite for... had it in the 2000s cursed never quite became the big thing did it? <laughs> oh big disagree oh, no. there I, I think that's one of the defining <laughs> movies of the 2000s he's, he's such a weird director because is he has these high points but he's also got these really low points i mean you know oh, he's, yeah. he's done some garbage in his time as well so but he always seems to bounce yeah. back and this is you know and if you don't know this 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 might be like a weird bit of trivia for people this was originally called when they were mm-hmm. making this movie this movie was called scary movie that was supposed to be the title mm-hmm. of stream and they all hated it when it got changed. The studio wanted to change it because they thought it didn't sound good. And obviously now it's impossible to hear scary movie and not think of the stupid spoof and you know, and think about yeah. what that is. But it actually it kind of is the perfect name for this movie. Yeah, and you know what's kind of embarrassing is when I was watching this last night. You know, I and you know as a kid I did like you know like the first two <laughs> scary movies and like you know this first one is such a you know like a what's annoying about those movies is you know that they're, they're so blatant mm-hmm. in their you know parodies that it's not like you know it's not like subtle stuff it's like no we're doing this movie so but you know i, I did watch like you know those a lot as a kid so like it, it's annoying that when i kind of watch this movie now there are scenes where i'm like oh this reminds me of like a you know scary movie as well which <laughs> i wish i could like you know eternal sunshine yeah, that memory I mean, out of yeah, my yeah i don't remember scary movie well enough to actually think about it when i'm doing it outside of one or two scenes there's one or two scenes where the scary movie version of the scene would pop into my head and i'd be like oh get, get out um but yeah because yeah, this is the weird thing to me about scary movie existing is that this is already kind of like poking fun at the genre this is already doing tropes and pointing them out and being meta and it's doing it as part of the, the mm-hmm. plot where a scary movie just then spoofs something that was already kind of a spoof in a, in a, in a number of ways. Yeah. But. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's really weird. annoying. <laughs> and then there's a spoof of the spoof as well. There's the shriek, if you know what I did last Friday the 13th, which is a which is a spoof <laughs> of scary movie, believe it or not. Yeah. Tom Arnold was in it. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Uh, luckily, I, I can say that I have not I have seen, seen that, that movie. movie. That that was something Ugh. that was rented way back in the early DVD days. Um, not good. Not good. Um, there is at least man. There, there is cool stuff in here though. That like you know, the scene in the video store brought me back. Oh yeah, uh, this was like a, some a lot of cool nostalgia like for the movie, but also kind of stuff that it does. And I think one of the smart things that it does as well is obviously this movie is very meta about okay so we're going to deconstruct the slasher genre and all the horror movies of the 80s and Mm -hmm. 70s what it kind of does Mm -hmm. is that it uses home video as kind of a conduit for that and it's almost like it's saying Mm -hmm. well now you can take the movies home right and obviously you could in the 80s as well Mm -hmm. it wasn't like it was that was a new thing in the 90s but home video became such a big thing and it's almost like by using Mm -hmm. home videos like no no you took horror movies home therefore this is a horror movie this is a horror movie about characters who know horror movies because it's now kind mm-hmm. of quote unquote in the real world because horror movies have came home 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it plays with that a lot. It plays with that with the camera later on in the film. It plays with that with obviously the references mm-hmm. and everything else. I actually think this movie, it, it, it kind of like, I, I don't think the score by Marco Beltrami is bad. Like it's, it's a fine score for, for Scream. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's kind of upstage because later on in the film, when Halloween's playing on the TV, and you literally just hear the score <laughs> from Halloween as David Arquette's going yeah. through the house, and I'm like, this sounds way better mm-hmm. than the rest of the film because it's the Halloween score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree so with that. Um, but th- this film yeah. is literally references, and it's funny actually. Every every time mm-hmm. I, I go a few years without seeing it, and I come back and watch it again, I'll catch a mm-hmm. reference to something that I've I've watched since the last time i saw it uh at one point yeah. um dewey mentions uh, the town that dreaded sundown and i was like yeah. oh i know what that is now mm-hmm. i guarantee you the first five times i saw this i had no idea what that was uh but sure enough yeah. i know what that is now the richard gear gerbil story i'm pretty sure i didn't know what that was the first time i'd, I'd seen this um, yeah. and there's references to carrie halloween friday the 13th nightmare on elm street you know the list goes on and on there's tons um exorcist the fact one of my favorite lines in the entire film is i was watching the exorcist on tv and it got me thinking of you i love that line of dialogue that's a fantastic (laughs) line of dialogue yeah yeah i think they they even mentioned like prom night uh yeah prom night yeah yeah, at some point and then uh i guess mentioned yeah and even just like talking about stuff like about like jamie lee curtis and you know actresses and you know that sort of thing um but yeah, I think honestly though, I I don't know if I like the idea of like every character, you know, kind of being like you know this pop culture beacon. Like, uh, I I think maybe it, it might be a little better if it, it was more you know uh, relegated to Randy's character, because I, I don't know I feel like the other characters like didn't pull it off as, as much. Like I don't know I had trouble like. Like like him, you know, he's supposed to be kind of the the dirty. The I mean, it's it <laughs> kind of limited to him for the dirty, most but... part. But there are one or two moments where, mm-hmm. like, like you see that that turn that dreaded sundown reference wasn't Randy, and it was like, mm-hmm. that's weird that these characters know that yeah. movie. That's not exactly a super well known film. <laughs> yeah, like the like the other characters, maybe if yeah, want to have them be more like a maybe have mainstream references or something that might have worked a little bit more. Um, also, the I kind of I kind of hate some of the casting choices in this yes. like <laughs> i he's he really i i i mean you know totally fine in twin peaks oh shit I, twin peaks is his yeah, best I, performance I, ever fantastic <laughs> in twin peaks but man he's super irritating in this well, and his, like his character, and his character ran, is awful like and for, do, yeah i mean forgetting where it goes later on like at the start of the movie he keeps openly talking about gutting people in front of Sydney, knowing that her mother was killed a year ago. Yeah. And I'm like, you're an awful friend. Mm-hmm. Like, you're actually awful in every yeah. possible way. There's no redeeming quality you're to you. You're gross. <laughs> you know, stick your freakishly long tongue back oh, God, in your yeah. mouth. <laughs> sick so you, here's and my then, uh, to your first point, though, Tim, is I feel like the, the point okay, of okay. this film is kind of that everyone is kind of into horror and knows about it. Because that's kind of the premise, is that Fair. everyone is in on the joke. And therefore... And it's a it's a '90s thing. I, I think you know that '90s was a very you know pop culture oh, sure, center yeah. in time. I, so that, it never bothers me I'll like kind of hit television show buff of the Vampire Slayer because Josh Sweden likes to have his characters Wait, all right. reference pop culture. Uh, maybe not as frequently as this mm-hmm. movie does, but uh, and it never it never strikes me mm-hmm. off in that one. Uh, 
But I mean, I feel like though specifically though that everyone knows like all oh, these sure. horror references and and stuff. Like you know, yeah, if you want to have them, I don't know, talking about whatever kids liked at that time, like 90210 or MTV and stuff, like totally fine with well, that. No, but, but that, that wouldn't work uh, for just the movie the though, because that... the, the point is that this group of characters represent the fact that horror is now mainstream, that everyone kind of knows about it. Now, is it amped up? Because everyone... Was it at the time, though? Um, yeah, I mean... That, that, that... I, yeah, because I, so. I mean, that's the point, is that everyone, like... Because like, like, kind of why it exists is because horror movies don't work anymore because everyone knows all the tricks. Everyone knows all the tropes. Okay. And... That's you know that's where the rules come from. But, that's where like you know yeah. all the characters referencing all these things come from. Like in the opening scene, Drew Barrymore's character likes horror movies. She references multiple horror movies in the scene where she's the, the victim, mm-hmm. um, and it's like, hey, mm-hmm. this horror movie's coming after you, the viewer, because you know all this stuff. Uh, that's kind mm. of the point. Okay. So I'm not saying it's realistic or it it, it makes sense okay. that everyone is yeah. this this horror mm-hmm. knowledgeable, but it's not supposed to be realistic. I mean, it's just kind of meant to be representative of of everyone. Yeah. Oh no, that's totally fair, and maybe I wouldn't have as big a problem with it if I, I like you know some of the act like the actors more. Like none of the female actors really bother me that much. It's just the yes, act- yeah Matthew are, Lillard are often I, to... actresses. Yes, <laughs> they the, like all of them. I, I, oh, yeah, yeah, I really uh, liked. Uh, uh, but... Courtney Cox is pretty good as Gail Weathers, the the reporter. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah, Nev Campbell, you know, is like a great like. Uh, you know, main character Rose McGowan always uh, loved seeing. She was great in this, but um, yeah. yeah, like you know, Matthew Lillard though. I just again, he's really grating. Jamie Kennedy, I cannot stand. <laughs> he's like maybe one of my least favorite actors, and and obviously the character is supposed to be like a little over the top and annoying, but you know, just uh, he he really really irritates me. And then Ski Ulrich, like. Like, I don't know, he just, it seems like he's so creepy all the time that it's like, and maybe that's the point that he's supposed to be, like, bad and also you're supposed to be scared of him a little bit, but I was always like, dial it back, man. No, I, I get you, I get you. And uh, let's not forget Roger Jackson, who has got the most important role in the film. Uh, I, I don't even know who that was. I'm who, actually, who I'm not play? even just joking necessarily. This is kind of true. All right, who is He's the voice. He? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. I, I don't know who that was. No. I just looked up at his name there. I was like, oh, that's pretty important. We should mention him. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, the, you know, that's him. <laughs> uh, that actually makes sense because, like, uh, you know, in the end when you see who the killer is and they're speaking yeah. in the box, uh, it doesn't sound exactly the same as you hear in the, the opening. And now <laughs> one thing I thought was kind of funny, uh, which obviously, you know, horror movie – you know suspension of disbelief whatever but like the people stay on this phone for so long like like if you get a a prank phone call from like someone you don't know you hang up after two seconds like these people are really engaging this like creepazoid yeah i mean the movie doesn't work though if you don't stay on the phone (laughs) right no yeah i'm I'm saying all right yeah i know it's a horror movie so suspend your disbelief but just something i was thinking about when i was watching this i was like why not just hang up or or it, it wouldn't really work nowadays because I feel like no one answers the phone. Oh, sure. Now it's like, I, mean, oh, I, think, I think they get away with it. <laughs> leave because, a message. And... I mean, at the start of the movie, she does hang up quickly and then she hangs up again multiple times. But once he says, if you hang up again, I'm going to kill you, at that point, mm-hmm. you know, because he says that after he's already implied that he's there. He's already implied that he's, in, <laughs> you know, he's around the house. So i think at that point it's like okay i get why she doesn't hang up then because she, she actually thinks there's a reason not to there's a threat not to um 
Yeah. And later on, Nev Campbell thinks it's you know, thinks it's Randy, you know, the movie buff doing doing a joke. She she, she thinks she knows who it is True, until yeah. it gets serious, mm-hmm. and then you know, it it, it mm-hmm. becomes what it becomes. But um, I think what's interesting mm-hmm. me watching this again after a while is that there's actually not that many kills before the last act of the movie. There's the big opening one. There's a scene mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you know Nev Campbell, like as the main character, gets kind of introduced into the killer plot, but. Other than that, all of everything mm-hmm. takes place at this party in the last like forty minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the first half is a lot <laughs> of setup for that. Uh, I feel, mm-hmm. which was just fine. I mean, I, th- I think what's interesting about this movie is that it, it's playing like to a lot of slasher movies, but at the same time, it's different because it's a whodunit. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, a big part of the plot is who is the killer and uh, speculating who the killer is. Mm-hmm. That's not typically a slasher movie thing. Usually, it's just you know. No. it's jason <laughs> or it's michael it's fine yeah. and and i think they do a, a pretty good setup of like you know like like obviously you know seeing this movie multiple times now so when i'm watching it like i you know know who it yeah. is uh but yeah you know I, I think at the time when you know seeing it fresh it was kind of like a, a shock at the end I was like oh okay because I, I think they do a, a good job of you know putting out clues but then also kind of like backtracking and covering their tracks and keep you guessing yeah. um i mean i i do have a couple of nitpicks with who the killer ends up being just because you know there's a couple of things that don't quite add up for me but it's i mean it's fine i think that's yeah. always going to happen with I've, movies like this oh yeah i have a, I have a, a funny story but i'll save it for a spoiler yes yeah. i it's that's funny because the movie's so much about uh, playing on trouble there's a lot of nice little touches um like you know when halloween's playing the tv like <laughs> uh, you see the scene where michael's like you know bashing into the closet right coming after jamie lee curtis mm-hmm. and at the same time in the real life as the killer's stalking uh nev campbell mm-hmm. she's the one who comes out of the closet mm-hmm. and like attacks the killer it's like a nice like you know mm-hmm. subversion it's like here's the thing that happens in the movies and yeah. here's what we're doing in this one mm-hmm. and there's a lot of little moments like that yeah. where It'll do the opposite thing from what you expect. Or even one one of the most famous mm-hmm. conversations that always comes up from Scream is where Nev Campbell gets called, uh, Sydney gets called, and she t- mm-hmm. she explains to the killer she doesn't like horror movies because it's always some girl running up the, the stairs instead of going out, out the, the front door like she should. And two minutes later when she's attacked, mm-hmm. she tries to go mm-hmm. out the front door, but that actually makes things mm-hmm. worse for her, and then she has to run up the stairs. Yeah. And it's kind of this thing where, like, eh, don't judge too much because you may end up having to do mm-hmm. that later on. And she tries to outsmart the horror yeah. tropes, but it, they, they keep catching up to her. They keep, you know, mm-hmm. stopping her from actually doing the thing. Um, and that's kind of fun. Yeah, like, a, a, yeah, like a, I like a lot of those little touches. Like, anytime they have kind of like a, you know, a smart comment on some horror trope, and then you see how it's kind of, you know subverted in the real world like all that stuff i i really like like that i, I think is really smart and kind of what makes it entertaining and you know enduring yeah. honestly i mean if i was to like pick i mean without going into spoilers like my, my weakest element of the movie is actually the, the backstory about her mom like being killed a year earlier like any, anytime yeah. that comes yeah. up i'm just kind of like okay this is like sure <laughs> i mean yeah and I get why it's there because it the I, whole point is like we're trying to set up this 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 backstory that's connected to what's going on, and you know it'll be relevant later. But it oddly feels just mm-hmm. kind of like, do we need it? Yeah, <laughs> I I feel like maybe it to me like you need some type of you know a little bit of 
uh, I don't want to be too spoilery. So, you know, there, there's a way that, you know, it fits in with, you know, what's going on. So I, I understand that you need, yeah, mm. kind of something to maybe in, inspire some stuff, but it definitely feels like maybe a first draft idea. Like that probably could have been a I want, yeah, better thing I to come up with. I wonder if like part of the point of it is, is like, okay, so Sydney's like our generation, or not even, I mean, she's older than us, but like, you know, she's, she's the new generation of the, 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 the generation that knows horror movie rules, right? And our mother was part mm. of the generation who didn't. And uh, are they playing mm. with that in some way? And that's why she ended okay. up dead or whatever. I, I, I don't know. But I, I don't really mm. think it ever does that. And I, it feels like I think the reason why I don't like it that much is because anytime it comes up, it, this piano theme comes in, and it's this overly dramatic thing. Um, anytime mm. Billy like turns and his hair's kind of flopping in front of his face, and he's like, "Oh, I know that you know mm. things have been changed since your mother," and like it gets overly dramatic and melodramatic, melodramatic specifically, and a couple of scenes mm. where I'm like, eh, "I don't really need this as much." And and it also kind of feels like. It, it, it kind of feels like a trope but not really one that they're trying to subvert or comment on because whenever they talk about it it's always like this big you know exposition mm-hmm. dump uh, which is definitely something that happens in movies but maybe try to do something more clever with it because it you know the whole point of the movie is kind of you know talking about these tropes and then playing them out in the real world and you know doing clever stuff with them but yeah maybe do something with I that mean, i guess then. the idea because suddenly like you know got caught and it's by the way, it's really—I don't know how big Leif Schreiber was when this movie came out, but it's really weird that he's in like one scene on TV, because he's—he's he's the guy who was convicted of the murder of her of her mother. Yeah, I, I mean, I wonder if, like, you know, without going too far ahead, he appears in some other sequels. So I don't know if they had planned thing, that. And that's the why thing, they got. I don't him think there. they did plan for sequels, which is weird because he oh, feels yeah. like he's planted so he can have a bigger role in the second one, right? <laughs> like, yeah. It's strange. Interesting. Cotton. <laughs> is this Cotton Weary. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's a really weird name. Now that, you, now that you've pointed it out to him. <laughs> because, I mean, obviously, it gives that personal connection to Gail because, like, she's the one who's writing the book and she tried to defend Cotton and Sydney's got this personal <laughs> beef with her because of that. But, I mean, ultimately, like, you know, she, she, she represents the media coming to swarm when stuff starts going down and, <laughs> um, like and it's, it's very reminiscent of a bunch of things. I I, I thought of OJ specifically, like all these reporters like try to make like names for yeah. themselves by writing books about it and and all sorts. And she's kind of like swarming that. And I guess that's again that, I think that's the little cynical part of the the movies, like the idea of the media profiting off like misery and death and and the yeah. car, which is kind of what the horror genre does as well at the same time. Uh, which is funny that Wes Craven's almost critiquing that because he's kind of made a name for himself by doing horror movies this whole yeah. time. And like, and I feel like also, yeah, trying trying to comment on how maybe like ki- kids today are so like desensitized yeah. to it because there's so many scenes where like, you know, like this should be a really grave thing that the whole city is dealing with, but like you see like the younger kids, other than the ones that are directly involved, like just running around and like making fun yeah. of it. Well, and, and I think, you know, uh, and I think the other thing about having Gil Wells involved and using the press, I think. One of the themes of the movie is understanding the difference between the real violence and movie violence. And I think the idea mm-hmm. that she's trying to profit off this, like it is just a story, like there's not actually real people being hurt, but there are real people being hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, as, and again, yeah. it goes into what you just said about the, 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 the desensitization and like, no, understand what real horror is and understand what movie horror is. Mm-hmm. And this isn't a movie. I mean, it is a movie, but like to the characters, yeah. it's not a movie. Mm-hmm. 
And then, yeah, and, and kind of to that point, like, you know, you don't really see, like, crazy, you know, over-the-top deaths. Like, I mean, maybe, like, there's, a little bit, but, you know, for the most part, you know, death. There's There's one that's pretty ridiculous, yeah. and it's probably one of the most fun deaths, to be honest. Um, honestly, yeah. <laughs> outside of the opening kill, but, and then the one in the what we're thinking of, I think, um, they're, they're pretty straightforward, and not necessarily even that interesting. Yeah. There's a couple of nice moments. Um, mm-hmm. I think the opening's definitely the goriest, and then it kind of like dies mm-hmm. down from there. And I, I know that the film was censored, not not necessarily by the MPA, but they like you know they, they chose to like cut it down a little bit to you know make it a bit more palpable. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there was a Japanese DVD way back in the day with the the original <laughs> okay. uncut version of Scream that was never released anywhere oh. else, but it's never been updated to HD or anything like that. And um, you know. I, I don't feel like it needs it, admittedly. Like I feel like it's it's got no. got what it needs uh, more than anything else. Um, obviously, there's a bunch. I kind of like. Oh, the... there you go. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say I, I kind of like when stuff like that exists, though. Like, yeah, I don't really need to see it, but it is interesting to think like, oh, there's a, a cut out there that only exists yeah, know, in Japan it's, it's for some weird, reason. Yeah. Like... <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, and there's obviously there's a lot of other references as well that we've not mentioned. Like you know, the Billy Loomis, mm-hmm. the name Loomis, right there horror reference yeah. mm-hmm. um uh what's her face specifically it seems like a lot of carpenter references there's a lot of carpenter references a lot like references to a yeah. lot of things though um linda blair's in the movie yeah. she's like a random reporter early on oh yeah i i, I did not remember that all and then yeah like when it it happened it's yeah. super fast and to the point where i wasn't even completely sure i was like wait was that yeah okay um, i do think like because obviously it's got the dialogue and it's that 90s pop culture thing and uh, again, I love Josh Sweden's dialogue, and I think he nails it. I think Kevin Williamson does an okay job at it. There's a couple of times though, uh, like mm-hmm. I think when Billy first comes to see Sydney early on in the film, and he uses like uh, you know the rating system, PG thirteen R rating, NC seventeen. He uses mm-hmm. that as a metaphor for their sexual relationship and how they're they're struggling <laughs> to get to anything beyond the PG thirteen and whatnot. Yeah. And she has the joke at the end, oh, settle for PG thirteen. She shows him her boobs, like, mm-hmm. like. Can you see boobs in a PG thirteen movie? I didn't. Maybe she's still in a bra. Maybe that was a joke. Is it? You know, it's oh, a, yeah. but although, but they don't show us the the audience, and I feel like if it was just a bra, uh, maybe yeah. that's the joke. Yeah, but I feel like if it was, oh, maybe that is the joke. Yeah, that we don't get to see them. But yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. if it was PG thirteen, she'd still be wearing a bra, and therefore mm-hmm. they could have just shown us that probably. Whereas I feel like they didn't show yeah. us, so I assume that there was boobs. I assume there was actual boobage. Yeah, that's for yeah, Billy. That's <laughs> honestly this entire conversation to me it would have been funny uh if the if there's like a a g cut where she's like yeah would you settle for a pg relationship just shows her knee or something no i'm sure a pg relationship would just be a kiss that's it that's how you get a pg uh by the way uh one sign of you know you know that you're getting older is uh, yeah, I was watching this yesterday with Melissa, and one of the things we we're commenting on is uh, her house. Where like, man, that is a gorgeous house. I wonder how much that costs. Like, what kind of, yeah, like I wonder what area that's in. Like, <laughs> look at the view. Well, you're also just been recently in the market for buying a house, so it's not so it's just yeah. relevant to you right now specifically. Actually, speaking of houses, my big problem with the well, not a big problem, but the opening scene with Drew Barrymore's character is that. He mm-hmm. mentions on the phone there's like two main exits, the front door and the patio door, and then she goes out a third door mm-hmm. afterwards, and I was like, there's a third oh, door yeah. there at least, and for, uh, which by the way just bugged me, I'm like, mm-hmm. who needs this many access doors to their house, like, 
like two is pretty much the max that i'm comfortable with to be honest i, I don't need like yeah. that would make me nervous that anyone could sneak in at any point that there's all these doors going to the outside around the building well yeah oh well that's one that, that i thought was weird with um i think later on in the movie they show like sydney walking up to it looks like she kind of has maybe like a little patio area that has steps leading directly up to her room or something which i thought was like that's kind of weird like i kind of like it but also it it seems weird to have like two access points in your own I bedroom. I don't think that was her bedroom. I think that was like a yeah, like a guest it was, room. It, it wasn't like a bedroom though. It was room like a sofa something. and a TV. Oh, so okay. I think it was like uh, yeah. maybe some type of TV yeah. room or something. I like the idea of that. Oh, okay. I don't like the idea of it being an extra access point though. So I, I think I like the idea of that if it's like yeah. cut off in the rest of the house. Like it's like if there's no doors mm-hmm. in it to go anywhere else. It's just no. There's a little hidey secret room you can go up the stairs yeah. to outside. That's fun. But, that's cool. Yeah. But to go back to the scene with the PG thirteen and stuff, that scene felt really stilted right. to me. It felt like it was really forced that it was really describing their entire relationship in terms of ratings. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other thing that I like about it is, is that Billy's kind of a whiny little shit here. He's basically like, "Oh, we've been together mm-hmm. two years and there's not enough sexy stuff. Can we? Can we have sex, please? Can we do that?" Um, yeah. And he, 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 you know, at the end of the scene, he's like, "You know, I was only half serious about the sex stuff. I don't want to rush you." I'm like. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Should, I don't know. I feel like it wasn't jokey enough. I feel like if he was just kind of like, you mm-hmm. know. And like, I never really get much of a sense of their relationship. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he just seems like such a boring person to be around. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, like, all right, I'm sure he, yeah, he is very good looking. Like, I'll give him that. But like, yeah, he just seems like the kind of dude just that just like stares off into the distance a lot of the time. <laughs> but it's like, what do you do with that? I don't know. Maybe she just likes it. He's quiet. <laughs> likes the uh, peace. Maybe. I don't know. Um, uh, anytime her, anytime her mother comes up, the like I say, there's this sad piano theme comes in. Dun 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 dun. Which is a Jurassic Park music. No, that wasn't Jurassic Park. My my rendition wasn't perfect. <laughs> I'll admit, but it wasn't Jurassic Park. I can say that much. I know. I'm just saying. I wish it would have been. Maybe it would have been a little better if it was. <laughs> Suddenly, your mother was a slut. <laughs> I would. I'd be down for that. Suddenly, I'm the killer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, someone has to rescore Scream with only music from Jurassic Park, right? That is a, that is a task. Oh, please. That I have no set out to the <laughs> yeah, internet. I'm... Do it. Do it. I love this uh, one. So, so, yeah. Uh, I just talked about Dewey too much, uh, David Arquette's character. Um, yeah. I've forgotten how much of just pure comedy he is in this first one. Like, he is definitely the silly character. He's likable well enough, but yeah, he's I, definitely I... a silly character. Yeah, I, I think overall the movie, I always kind of forget how jokey it mm. is. Like, you know, obviously it's not like an outright comedy or anything. It is still like, you know, a horror movie, but there, there's always more jokes than I uh, that, you know, That's remember. one of the things that I actually, I mean, when we get to the fourth one, um, I'll go into this more in depth, but I, I mm. felt like the fourth one when I saw mm. it was like, it doesn't feel like it's even trying to be a horror movie anymore. So it's just doing the comedy yeah. satire stuff. Yeah, and then I, I think like a lot of it works, but every now and again, I'm kind of like, that's a little too much like the the west craven cameo scene i was oh, like Fred. come on we're, we're, in the, we're in the red and green <laughs> jumper with the the hat yeah 
and like a he has like a super long beard and like long hair and stuff i was like dial it back yeah. like a little oh, although, bit like i will know? say this the principal may be my favorite character in the whole movie <laughs> the fawns he's great. really fawns great yeah. threatening <laughs> to stab his students because they're being little shits that, that that was like a actually a super tense scene like him disciplining those kids and with the scissors and just do, every do what i like love the, about that scene you know, the sound, sound of the scissors scraping down their shirt exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the sound i love it's good good, good some good uh sound effects in that scene it's good mixing mm-hmm. uh I, I really dug that uh it was a shame that he got killed i feel like his his death was kind of random it was just kind of like oh there's no there's no kill in the middle of the movie we'll do the principal mm-hmm. yeah are, are we in spoilers then because it's a little not I guess I, I I wasn't really thinking about it when I said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's yeah. That we'll, we'll go spoilers. Full but... spoilers from this point on yeah. uh, for yeah. Scream. Not that I'm ready to dive into the deep mm-hmm. stuff yet, but uh, yeah, just in case. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah so, so no, Dewey, Dewey's not bad, and I think it's interesting that him mm-hmm. and uh, Courtney Cox do have great chemistry, which I guess shouldn't be surprising because yeah. they ended up getting married in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense, but because I, I think. Up until that point, Gail seems like just a not a vindictive character, but she's just out for herself. But she actually has enough chemistry with Dewey that you don't you don't as much as it feels like she's just like trying to flirt with him for information, you feel like there's like some genuine attraction going on at the same time. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I think that she she comes off as pretty unlikable at first and uh I, I think, you know, once you see her warm up to Dewey a little bit that you know, she becomes a, a little more appealing, at least than she previously was. Which I guess was. is also a play in a trope, almost, because he's the goofy, nerdy guy, to a point. Um, True, and yeah. she, she, you know, she's the, the, the vixenous, you know, <laughs> reporter. Yeah. I do love whenever, uh, you know, his uh, sister, like, gives Yeah, she shit. doesn't give him any respect. Um, but I, mean, I love the scene, um, after, like, you know, the, the incidents happen where she's been attacked at the house, and she's staying... With, with him and his sister uh, at their house. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets a call from the killer and everyone like goes away and he just goes up to the phone. He's holding his gun. He's in his pajamas. He's holding the gun. And he just goes up to the <laughs> phone and goes, hello. And it just cuts to the next scene. It's, it's, just, it's a really good funny cut. Uh, but no, it was a good chemistry. Yeah. I, I like the, the scene where she first talks to him, uh, Gail, that is. Uh, and she's like, oh, you know, I, I rank really well from for, you know, uh, 18 to 24-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, you do watch the show?" He's like, "Hey, I'm 25, but I was 24 for a whole year." I'm like, "Hey, that, yeah. that was a, that was a suave line, Dewey. That did okay. Yeah, that did okay. Nice. Actually, Dewey's probably the worst character though for remembering Scary Movie for me though, because I kept remembering. Oh, I kept, yeah. I, in, in the scene in Scary Movie, you know, the one in this where he comes out and answers the phone after Sid's already answered it. Mm-hmm. In Scary, I I always remember he's got he's got the vacuum hose as if he's been masturbating with it. Yeah. Um. So that yeah. that bugged me. Like Officer Doofy, I think it was in the scary oh God, movie. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, so, so no. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a tough one to get the the wires crossed. So when it comes to the kills, I mean, clearly the 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 interesting one we were talking about was the was uh, Rose McGowan's death, right? You know, mm-hmm. that, that that was pretty inventive and it had a fun like you know crushing ending to yeah. it in the garage door. So, oh, nice yeah, pun. I know, what can I say? <laughs> uh, so. so Although, like, I, I, I don't think that garage doors Have strength, would yeah. necessarily do that. But, <laughs> but yeah, you let it go. Um, I think, you know, if you, you know, travel back in time to seeing this, you know, for the first time, like, in theaters, like, what a shock 
to open with you know drew barrymore <laughs> getting oh killed. yeah yeah like that, that was the, that, i mean that was intentional like she, she wasn't like a no name at yeah. the time like that was intentional then it's cast someone that people will recognize and they'll think oh this is the main character and I, but then yeah i think she's on the poster she is. yeah that was intentional yeah, yeah. um Actually, I don't mean this just to bring up Buffy again, but Whedon kind of did a similar thing in the first couple episodes of Buffy, where there's a a guy named Jesse who seems like he's going to be one of the main cast. Uh, And Mm -hmm. he always wanted to put him in the opening credits for the first two episodes to throw people off, but they couldn't afford it. (laughs) They said no. (laughs) Cost too much. Was it it cost extra money to put someone in the credits? Uh, to, To do a second version. Yeah, to pay uh yeah. okay um we're, we're, i think now it wouldn't be a, such a big deal because editing's like just you know mm-hmm. like the editor can literally just like have a second version and swap them in but i, I think this was mm-hmm. still the mid 90s so it was like you know yeah more that of a job sense. but so so mm-hmm. but so you have her her big death and it's obviously it's a really famous opening scene with the the, the killer and the, the phone call and now everyone mm-hmm. remembers that mrs Voorhees was the killer in friday the 13th because of this scene mm-hmm. no one will ever get that wrong yeah. because of this yeah and yeah and this was like back in the day when yeah people are more pop culture obsessed but you also didn't really have the internet so your people yeah. were you know like looking stuff up on wikipedia and stuff so yeah you would have facts that you might get wrong with that here's a um, here's a tidbit of... from the commentary though I, I think it's quite funny is you know how that line she has in the phone where she brings up halloween and then he's like oh i like uh nightmare on elm street and he's like oh um and he's like oh that was that was scary and she's like oh yeah the first one was but the rest sucked and on the commentary, yeah. <laughs> Wes Craven says he was self-conscious about that line. He was worried that people would think he's being egotistical because obviously he made the first one. Mm-hmm. And then someone said to him, no, no don't yeah. worry about it. You also made the seventh one, which inc- is included in the ones that suck. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, I thought that was a nice bit of trivia. Yeah. Uh, now, one thing I, I will say is I kind of wish that they played more with this you know answering questions mm. thing because it kind of it's really only in this opening scene i i think maybe they asked sydney like a question or two but it you know it's kind of irrelevant like yeah it's just it's not know, trivia or anything like that and yeah yeah but i i feel like when i first saw the movie that that's kind of how it was sold like oh there's a killer that asks you horror questions and if you get it wrong you die but it's really just this, that one scene yeah there's, there's not a lot of it was, maybe it's a shame because it is quite yeah. fun this is a fun portion of the movie mm-hmm. uh yeah maybe it's eager to so because i just want to watch it and be like oh yeah i know that yeah, basically you just want to play a horror, horror trivia game uh, maybe we can yeah. find a game later tim we can go head to head and see uh who comes uh, out on oh, top that'd be fun oh well, that would be interesting mm. okay yeah i will i will say uh <laughs> as much as i love horror though, i'm usually bad with trivia like because i don't know stuff like if, if the questions are about like dates or actors names like i'm, I'm horrible with that stuff but uh, i'm always down to play <laughs> good good you shall be crushed you shall be crushed accordingly <laughs> um yeah so so yeah let's, let's talk about the big stuff at the end then let's talk about okay so i, I love the, the mechanic of having the camera and the in the house and they established mm-hmm. that there's a 30 second delay that's a that's a fun mm-hmm. little set piece kind of thing that i really like where they establish a rule and you know it's going to come out of play and it does later where they see the killer on camera mm-hmm. and then like you know so, oh, it's a 30 second delay and he, he didn't kill uh randy he, he, he came after us mm-hmm. instead and that's when the camera guy gets his throat slit uh, so i thought that was fun mm-hmm. and inventive um i d- there is something really weird and fascinating about them watching halloween and you know 
Randy mm-hmm. explaining the rules and you know the whole which everyone yeah. is broken in this movie by the way you know Sid has sex she survives mm-hmm. uh, they're all drinking so, and you know not all of them die mm-hmm. and then uh, be right back I mean it turns out the, the killer said that yeah. not <laughs> anyone else so or one of the killers yeah. there's two killers which again is I think in and of itself is a subversion of the trope there's two killers mm-hmm. uh, not that this is the first time anyone's yeah. ever done two killers but you know <laughs> it was a uh... Well, it is funny because I was watching it with Melissa, and I, um, she had seen it before, but she didn't really remember much about it. So I asked her, I was like, "Oh, like, do you remember who the killers end up being?" And she's like, "No." And then like she waited a second, she goes, "But you did say killers," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, yeah. don't worry about that." <laughs> yeah, don't, don't concern yourself with that. Uh, but yeah, and that, I mean that's a fun twist. I think, and I guess I guess the subversion with with Billy is that he's such the obvious pick that you don't expect it to actually be him because you think he's a red herring so then he turns out to be the killer yeah. but i think the problem with that though mm-hmm. is that it's still really boring <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. even, even though you That's don't fair. expect it because it's the obvious one when it turns out mm-hmm. to be him he was still the obvious one <laughs> so it's not that exciting yeah uh but i do like how ridiculously bloody it gets in that last scene where they're, they're stabbing mm-hmm. each other and you know yeah I, I would say this is the one time that I actually did like Matthew mm. Lillard, like when when he is super bloody and he's like, I think I'm dying, yeah. man, and like, yeah, you know, like him being on the phone, like that stuff actually worked for me. It was just <laughs> all the other stuff. Yeah, he's I, not I love dying, them talking about playing a sequel. I actually really like when <laughs> Sid's asking why and uh, Billy just outright mm. says, "Hey, it's always scarier when there's no motive," and I'm like, "Yes, it is, absolutely. Yeah. That's, what, that's why that's why Halloween's so freaking great." Oh yeah. Uh, it's funny. I thought you, you were talking about when, uh, yeah, she asks uh, Matthew Lillard, and he's just like peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny too. Peer pressure. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so as this is really, I don't like the backstory so much, is because like, oh, uh, your mother was sleeping with my dad, and that's why my mom left town, so that's why I wanted to kill her. Um, Which is such like a flimsy like. It'd be one thing if like if you're gonna do it, at least have it be like oh, they broke up and then, like, you know, my dad lost his mind and, and went crazy or something, like, because it's just, like, your parents got divorced, like, that. here's the thing. It? We like, actually like... see his dad earlier in the film at the police station, and he seems like a pretty put-together oh, yeah. man yeah. who's trying to defend his son. Like, he, 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 we, don't, yeah. we don't get the sense that he's, like, broken by the fact that he's been in a divorce or anything. He just seems fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was like a little yeah. like uh, uh yeah and the other stuff i don't like with billy is like every time after the the arrest when like they, they clear him because uh it wasn't his phone that called her every mm-hmm. time he runs into said and he's like you still think it was me you think it was me like yeah. every time he like starts to question that like, yeah. i just kind of get annoyed at him uh and i think it's because he's, he's like so overly dramatic he's, he's trying to do the, the 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 brooding like suspicious boy thing yeah just uh, which maybe the first time watching it you don't notice it but yeah it's really obvious like when you know you're watching it now and you know that he's the killer it's kind of like geez man like i don't know the, yeah try not the to scene in so the video store though where he like threatens randy is like so like just spelling it out for you like, yeah yeah he's unhinged <laughs> yeah it's like i mean it's a really funny scene because at the end of it randy says what well, tell me that's not a killer and I'm like, he's got a point. He's yeah. right. He's right. And oh, the girl asked for the howling in that scene as well. So that's another one. More references. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, I forget uh, what, what she she asked for the movie yeah. starring like. Yeah, yeah. the mom from ET. <laughs> like, oh, that's interesting. 
uh there I, I forget which part it is in that scene but i do like at some point i think maybe it's when like uh billy's talking or something and you just notice like this woman in the background kind of just like pick like lifts up her head when they're talking and she kind of seems like mm. horrified and walks away that's funny do, do I mean, I prefer home media now because, you know, HD and mm-hmm. I mean, even DVD versus VHS. But I mean, I, I, I mm-hmm. VHS is awful, but obviously it was great at the time. But the one thing I miss yeah. that I wish I was like older at the time for is working in a video mm-hmm. store and being that guy who who, yeah. who who can answer those questions. Like when someone says, oh, the mum oh, from yeah. E.T. in a horror film and a werewolf is like the howling and like... Mm-hmm. I, I, I like yeah. the idea of being able to almost like what a comic book store owner is these days for comic books mm-hmm. like being that for movies but yeah. you don't really get that anymore because you know streaming and whatnot. oh yeah yeah I, I worked at a blockbuster for four years uh, in college and I'm sure and you steered it, it many people wrong <laughs> oh no um imagine if imagine I, if you still work there now like oh you gotta try the boy the boy's a masterpiece <laughs> the boy's such a good movie <laughs> I mean, I, I think you're giving like the people that go in there like too much credit because <laughs> like, it, I mean, if you think my tastes are bad, the people that are renting stuff from Blockbuster, <laughs> usually not the best. <laughs> um, I, uh, oh, I yeah, had to give out a lot of uh, copies of Boondock Saints <laughs> back oh. in my day is uh, <laughs> because uh, it was a like a kind of like a college store I worked to worked for, too. But um no, I would, I would say it's probably like one of the, you know, like funner jobs I had. Like, obviously, there was a lot of annoying stuff having to deal with customers and, you know, the pay wasn't great. But like, you know, in terms of versus, you know, the office jobs and stuff I had, they're just kind of boring. Like, yeah, it was great to, you know, be around movies and recommend stuff to people. And yeah, it was a, it was a good time. It, it is a shame that, you know, there really aren't those places yeah, that, anymore. Yeah, culture just kind of died. And just the idea of browsing. I feel like the art of browsing is lost. But browsing streaming services yeah. is just not not the same. It just doesn't it doesn't feel the same. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's like so. It, it feels so non-committal. It's like, first of all, I always spend way too much time if I'm looking for something to randomly watch on like Netflix or Hulu or whatever, and then half the time I pick it, it ends up sucking, and I'll stop watching after fifteen twenty minutes. Versus like you know you go to a video store and it's like all right this is what my night's gonna be this is what we're doing on the weekend and then you pick something and for better or worse you're sitting down and watching it you know beginning to end yeah. and you know, it doesn't happen you know anymore. i i'm just i'm just going back to the movie here uh the the mask the ghost face mask i think we have to talk about mm-hmm. that uh a oh sure bit. Yeah, I, 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 it's fine. But I, I remember, like when I was a kid, it, it seemed so cool. Like I wanted a mask. <laughs> it was it was the shit. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> it's so simplistic, but like works so well. Yeah, in the and movie. it's inspired by that famous painting, the stream. Uh, if you you've seen mm-hmm. it, like if, if I showed you a, a picture of I, it, you'd know what you'd. Uh, yeah, I've seen that before. That, I I could be wrong, but isn't there like a story or something where they kind of just took the mask like without asking for permission or or oh, whatever? No, I, I don't know. Because, I, I mean, I I could be misremembering something, but I thought, like, you know, I, I never watched the TV series or whatever they did for, like, MTV for Scream. But I thought there was something about it where they couldn't actually use the mask because the movies just kind of did it without getting the rights to it. And now there's some weird legal issue with it. Um, if it, well, if it was, it wouldn't have came up until later because they did four movies. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I, yeah, I mean... May have to look that maybe 
maybe after this I'll, I'll look it up and when we do the second movie I'll yeah. <laughs> report back but I thought there was something weird like um, that but I, I think now though I do have to admit it feels a little bit like trying too hard almost like like mm-hmm. I, I think my opinion on stream as a whole actually is I enjoy it a lot and I like it much but I do prefer the movies mm-hmm. that it's that it's like I mean not all the movies that it's, it's referencing but like mm-hmm. you know Halloween you know Nightmare on Elm Street I think mm-hmm. they're better movies than Scream oh, like I, I, I would much yeah. rather watch those than Scream um but Scream does a lot of good things. It does a lot of smart little things with its characters. Yeah. A good portion of the characters are likable. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I do like the, 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 the various references, the way it subverts the tropes. Uh, and then, the, the, yeah. then there is like a darker side to it. Because like, you know, the, the final of the movie, after everything's mm-hmm. happened, and Gail Weathers is given the, the interview, mm-hmm. she's doing like a TV bit, and you know, we, we sort of, you know, pan out to the field as she's doing her like her intro to this like news program mm-hmm. um and she's given this like big speech about oh the, the kids that have been murdered in ridgesboro and you know there's this horror that attacked this small town and blah 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 and then she says at the end of it okay all right let's not mess this up this is my big shot there's a cynicism there that, yeah. that's the final line of the movie mm-hmm. is that we're going to use use this to 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 profit uh it's kind of the final yeah. thing and yeah, I think that that drives home kind of what it's maybe poking at throughout the film. It's kind of like mm-hmm. understanding the difference between real and not, and what can be can be fun, and what can just be you know what you know whatever. Uh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's like a like it's a very fun movie, but ultimately it doesn't really like it seems like it's trying to make some points, but ultimately it, it doesn't seem like it has like you know a. A message that you're kind of supposed to take away from it it's more just kind of a yeah like a you know pointing out these kind of tropes and stuff of you know movies and the time period no, and I everything mean, I, and I, just kind of I having it's less fun to do with, with having a point and more about here's a horror film with characters who know what a horror film is because up until this point mm-hmm. that did no one had really been doing that i'm not saying it's never happened before this but yeah uh that's kind mm-hmm. of the point and that's why it maybe resonated with people at the time. Although I don't actually think that's why it became a big hit. Like I feel like for horror fans, that's why it works. I feel like for the general public, it worked just because they liked the the twists and they liked the the the, the glossy nineties mm-hmm. sheen of it all. Um, which is funny because now it makes yeah. it feel you know that's the, that's the most dated element now is like the the nineties yeah. you know sheen of it. Where I'm like, <laughs> eh, I liked how movies in the eighties looked better, or I like you know whatever. Uh, yeah, I but, agree with that. You know, um, solid. It's a longer movie than I think you expect. It's like a hundred and uh, not hundred and ten minutes. So it's an hour fifty. And so it's just yeah, just shy yeah. of two hours, which is longer than I'd expect for something like this. To be to its credit though, the pacing's pretty yeah. good, and, and I never felt like it was dragging or, you know, it, oh, it goes in not, a, yeah. a nice reasonable rate. Um. So so yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I guess you could, you know, look, look at the character of Cindy and talk about her, like, sexual awakening because she's, you know, feeling, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, she doesn't want to engage in that stuff. She has all these issues mm-hmm. and she finds out her mother was maybe more more of a an adulterer than she knew about. Because you know, at first she's, like, defending, like, oh, mm-hmm. she would never do that. And she finds out from other people. She overhears that conversation in the bathroom about her mother mm-hmm. sleeping around and then she finds out her friend kind of believes that story and then she hears all this stuff at the end, yeah. you know. <laughs> um that, that's which you know the the bathroom scene is really weird because like she goes into the bathroom no one's talking for like a couple of seconds and then 
all of a sudden these people start talking like they're in the middle of a conversation <laughs> it's like what? yeah i mean i guess you could argue it's, it's more like she's not just noticed because so the movie's kind of like emulating that yeah. by us not hearing it mm, that seems like a cheap maybe excuse it is. <laughs> to maybe me. It is, but that's yeah, like like you, you you could have them maybe like muttering or something maybe but then maybe yeah they, they kind of don't perk up and become clear like there's a few stuff like that like again this is super nitpicky but yeah a few things like that that i was just like um oh it, it seems like maybe you could have done that a, a little better or made it feel like a little more real um one thing i, I do kind of like uh, about it is the the killer it, itself i like he he doesn't feel like he's that great like obviously you know he ends up <laughs> killing like the people and everything so mm. you know he, he's definitely good in that way but he you know he always gets like a lot of or the people that he's chasing usually get a lot of shots in like he seems like you know he's not like indestructible like there's times when he's like falling down and getting stuff thrown at him and, and everything so yeah, i, I, I kind of like that, that aspect that, of it like it feels yeah more i think that's real. the point is it feels more realistic that said though there's a lot of other cheats elsewhere like rose mcgowan's like hanging from that garage door for a long time and there's people who no one else at that party is going yeah. to get beer and also no <laughs> one noticed because it feels like it's facing the front of the house and like people leave later on to go see the principal in the football field and like no one no one sees oh, I, this no one notices her dangling I, I i also love that like maybe again it's supposed to be commenting on like the cynicism of yeah. youth or something but everyone's like the principal is dead let's go see yeah. the body <laughs> like that's so weird yeah um and again, I guess I think that comes back around to don't treat real violence in real life like you would in a horror movie, because these characters are clearly blurring the lines, and they're like, no, a dead body, let's go see it. Uh, let's go do that. Yeah. And, uh, and I forget where I heard this from, but I think... Um, it, it, doesn't uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, consider uh, you know this one of her kills in the movie where because uh, the TV falls on uh you know matthew lillard's character's head uh like while she's on the screen i think i heard her somewhere that she says she considers that like a kill I, for I, i've her. never heard that but i mean it sounds good i'll i'll, I'll go with it <laughs> um i'm fairly certain a crtv doesn't react that way though if you drop it because it's not that it's not like it's up very high it's just this is like a little cabinet it's on and it starts sparking yeah. <laughs> and he starts shaking and it's like fizzing and all that and i'm like yeah okay that was actually actually something that was funny uh watching it just noticing like the tvs like but like they look so outdated now like at the time it would have been like oh yeah those are like pretty good you know models or whatever oh, yeah, the big crt tv yeah, like chunky things yeah yeah um well you know it's nostalgic for us i think because we were kids in the 90s so we, we remember growing mm -hmm. up with this shit and vhs tapes and yeah. and all that but you know that's that's just kind of Okay, times change. The kiddies don't remember these things. So, so, some people, TVs have always been flat, and that's fine. Um, and they are better because they're bigger and have better quality. But, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a charm. There's a charm to the old ways. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. You know. uh, so, I mean, that's that's basically Scream. I mean, I'm trying to think of what else we've not uh, we've not touched upon. Uh, but kills direction. I mean, there's a couple of nice moments in the direction uh, where again, it, it's kind of intentionally doing what a slasher movie would before it, you know, subverts it in another yeah. way. There's like the you know the last little like jump scare at the end where you know they even like comment on it. Before. Yeah, where, where Randy's like, oh, this is the moment where the killer comes back uh, for one last mm -hmm. scare, and she's like, not in my movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, mean, I I think it's really solid. I think there's some elements of it that have aged a little bit over time, and 
there's a couple of characters yeah. that I don't like is that much. That the mm-hmm. you know maybe when I was a kid or whatever it didn't bother me so much. Um, but there is definitely yeah. an appreciation that I've gotten watching it after seeing so many horror movies and seeing what it's doing. But I do think yeah. uh, it's been taught by Cabin in the Woods, uh, which might not be a popular opinion. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of diehard Scream fans that might uh, get very upset at that statement. But <laughs> No, I mean, that's fair. Especially, again, I'm not sure what it was, but like recently it, it just, uh, at least you know from people I've seen like talking on Twitter and stuff, it seems like there's a little bit of a resurgence of like, oh yeah, like we love this movie and it's totally fine. It is a very good movie, but yeah, I wouldn't put it in like, you know that top tier for me if i you know if we are talking about like you know meta horror movies i would definitely you know put a yeah cabin above it but yeah they're both enjoyable um so uh, yeah i mean i guess we'll i guess we'll we'll rate the movie out of 10 then Mm -hmm. um so uh again i i think it's good yeah it'd even go very good uh but not perfect for me there are the little bits of annoyances here and there but still really solid so i'll give it an eight uh you know it was good it was fun to revisit um not sure how i feel about uh revisiting the sequels but uh we'll see i I think it's been uh longer since i've seen those like i I still remember bits and pieces results may vary uh, we'll see how we feel about those three movies but um i'm also i'm also gonna give it an eight i feel like in my youth that they're giving it higher but I, i think uh, yeah. And it's a very fair score for it. It's a great movie, but it's it's not yet like you say. It's not in the upper uh, echelon. Escalon, echelon. I, I think echelon, echelon but uh, <laughs> of of horror for me. I I feel like the nineties as a whole is kind of a a dark area for horror. Where I I can't think of that many horror movies that I love from the nineties. Yeah, I mean, there's some standouts, but it is definitely a weaker mm-hmm. decade, uh, or maybe just the. You know, seventies and eighties are just so strong. No, but that, even compared to the two thousands and the twenty tens, I feel like there's a lot yeah. more going on in the two thousands, I think, than in the nineties for horror. Uh, and, you know, like you say, after Scream, a lot of other movies try to copy and do these kind of uh, not even like satirical slasher movies, just kind of like who done it. Like I know what you did last summer, you know, Urban Legend, like. There was definitely like a yeah. wave of stream Halloween H two O. I even feel like was very inspired it kind by of it. yeah yeah. I mean that that wasn't like as big of a culprit because it was still at least no it's still Michael Myers and he's still going to do his yeah. kills and whatnot. But um, but yeah so yeah so that's that's scream. Actually, one last thing, point I want to make uh, when she runs up the stairs, mm-hmm. uh, Sydney early on to go into a room, she tries to contact the police on the computer. And all I could, and all oh, I could yeah. think was, what is she doing this on exactly? Like, I, I wouldn't know how to do that now. We, we, we are a society that has been completely no taken over by computers. <laughs> I do most things on the computer. I have no idea how to call for for, for the police on the, the PC. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure that's a real thing that there's a way to do that, but yeah, I have no idea uh, uh, how uh, it works. Ah, uh, I'm going to scream with the cat sticking his claw at my shoulder. Hey Firefly, uh, hate that. what's up? You want to have a scream? It's October cat. The October thorn. Be excited. Okay. Uh, so nice orange. So ow, ow, ow. Oh god. See, see the amount of t-shirts I've got with little holes, like somewhere mm-hmm. on them, just because the cats have like dug on at one point and clawed their way out of it. I, I know that pain all oh, too well. Yeah. Um. 
So yeah, this is the first movie in the October thought. In 2018, there was many more coming over the month. Um, so not not any more Scream movies this month, although we will get to the Scream sequels um, in the, the following mm-hmm. months, uh, one or one a month or so uh, mm-hmm. until we're done. It's only four movies, so it won't take too long. Should be done by early early next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is that's that's what's coming, um, and we we have much more much more varied horror films planned throughout the month. So you can look forward mm-hmm. to that. Uh, if you want to support the channel, support what we do here, you can head over to patreoncom slash TV. Uh, you get some bonuses over there. You get to vote in a movie once a month. Um, worth mentioning as well that uh, there was three votes for this month, uh, and the we, uh, we were recording this early, so we don't know who the winners are yet. But they'll all be getting done in, in the back half of the month because uh, Tim's actually away for two weeks, uh, getting married mm-hmm. <laughs> for the first two weeks of October. So mm-hmm. everything you're seeing up until that point is all pre-recorded mm-hmm. in the, the the months leading up to October. I'm hitting my mic my mic stand. Uh, <laughs> so yeah but yeah go over to patreon.com and you can support us for as little as a dollar per month and it makes you feel nice and warm and fuzzy inside and it is is a big help to us Uh, or if you can't do that watch the ads on youtube turn off your ad block uh, like subscribe comment share us about rate us on itunes or whatever your podcast app is all of these things help they're all they're all good ideas uh you can also get us on twitter at screams midnight so do all that stuff It'd be very funny if like people are like tweeting us about stuff we said in the episode and just have like no idea because it's like two oh, months ago. But, like that happens uh, all the time. Sure. Where someone will comment on an old review and they'll they'll be like, "Oh, you think this about this? Well, no, but this happened, and you know, explain your position on that." And I'm like, "We recorded this review a year ago. I do not remember what I said. I do not. Rem- I barely remember the thing we watched. Never mind what I said about yeah. it. Uh, but you know." Uh, so if you if you want proper debate about what we said on these you you have to comment pretty soon after we put them up and in yeah. this case we recorded it early so i mean even then it won't help that much but um you know so it's a thing it's a thing um but yeah so, so we kicked off this year with scream i wanted to kick off with a biggie and scream is a biggie to a lot of people and i think the reason why there's a resurgence probably is because of its age i think once you hit that 20 year sweet spot that's when it's just in the right mm-hmm. amount of nostalgia for for a generation yeah i feel like maybe you have a mix of uh you know people that are nostalgic for it that haven't seen it in a while but then also people that are discovering it for the first time so it's like a nice little melting pot yeah it makes a lot of sense uh but hey so that is us so thank you once again for for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies happy october and we will see you next Mm -hmm. time (laughs) 